Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting and find out more about the life behind the songs. I'm singer-songwriter Ray Lee, your host for this show. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. For more information on this podcast and the guests, visit songwritertrists.com. My name is Chloe Caroline. I am a singer-songwriter from Los Angeles, California. I was born and raised in a little beach town called Manhattan Beach. And yeah, I've been singing and writing songs since I was six years old. You're a beach baby. I'm a beach baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely. That sounds nice. Yeah. Water child. And I need to be by the water. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit like that as well. I think when sometimes... I think about the idea of living more than an hour away from the coastline. It just gives me chills. I I know. No, I lived in Nashville like full time for seven seven years and it was landlocked. And I still go back and forth between both places, but I have to be at the beach. Mm. I got to even it out with the beach, at least like an even split or something. (laughs) Yeah. So how come you were in Nashville for seven years? So I went to university there. I went to Belmont University, studied music business and started my artist career really there. I left LA when I was 18 and I just, I felt like if I didn't give somewhere else a shot first that, I don't know, I just, I needed to grow and be independent too. And then I felt like I stayed in LA. One, it was just so big that I don't think I was at the time really prepared for that, figure myself out. And I wanted to be around people that did what I did because I had never done that. And I knew that if I went to Belmont, which is, there's a lot of artists and singer songwriters and musicians that go there and where it is, it's right off of Music Row where all the labels and publishers are. I just figured it would be a great place to start. Yeah. So it was just like my stomping grounds for my career. Very, very grateful. And would you recommend it to other people looking for music schools and places to go? 100%. Yeah. 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 -hmm. Yeah, Brilliant. All right. So let's go back further before you got to college. Yeah. When did you write your first song? So I wrote my first song, I would say I was literally six years old, like at the piano, I would say. And I would just make up songs for fun all the time. But when I was 11 is when I really started. I really considered myself a songwriter. And I I taught myself guitar and I was writing in journals and I just, it was very therapeutic for me at a time that I really needed it. I'd been really ill and isolated from my friends and everything. And I just it became something that was like my friend. <laughs> yeah. What was going on for you when you... Yeah, I had a, a virus. I had a parasite. I had the, all these stomach issues happening and a bunch of other things. And it all was happening at once. And mm-hmm. I just started feeling really sick. I would go to the nurse's office every every day in like the sixth grade. And they were like, that's not normal. And eventually we figured out what was going on. But I had to be basically like homeschooled for the rest of that year. And um, it was, yeah, it was quite a process getting better. But finally did. It just said it took a couple of years, honestly, to really get back to being myself again. <laughs> Yeah, and that's such a pivotal time as well for a exactly. young girl and socially. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been so challenging. Well, that was um, the thing. It's like I, at the time, I really had lost my last year of childhood. That's yeah. how I felt for a very long time. And yeah. I felt like I had to grow up really quickly, or at least, I don't know, become a lot more mature to wrap my mind around what was going on. And I, now, though, in retrospect, I'm, I am very thankful because I really learned about what matters and that's material things it's your family it's I don't know it just gave me this like yeah a lot more perspective at a very young age for what I was truly grateful for holding on I guess that I've been holding on my hands are slipping grip is worn I gotta let go I need to let go break the chain let's home again in my way don't have control of yesterday so i'll let go i gotta let go open my hands lift up my chest stand on my tiptoes take a deep breath i'm ready no one can tell me i'm not ready people go through challenging things and if when you're strong enough to find something as healthy and therapeutic like music which is mm-hmm. what I did yeah to be able to get through and cope and express what you're going through at that time it's such a strong thing to do and so many people yeah. struggle with that also, or don't even have that yeah 100% and it also gave me this perspective I'm just I'm such a social butterfly and so all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I was like extremely lonely. And my goal of music is I write music so people can relate to it, obviously, but so it can bring people together so nobody does feel alone. And mm-hmm. I now have insight on what it's like to be alone. Yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so sad that it happened so young. But at the same time, I've heard so many great stories where, you know, someone's broken their back or something's happened mm-hmm. that stopped someone on their life track suddenly right. because of, of health. Right. And yet that's when they picked up the guitar. Exactly. That's when they started this amazing music career and then look at all the good that has come from that. So totally. it can be, yeah, such a beautiful, what do you call it, like bittersweet totally. thing well, that happens. Yeah, it's all about perspective. It's what are you going to make out of it, you know what I mean? And for me, it like gave me the opportunity to, to turn to music and then eventually just get a, a different perspective on everything and flip the switch mm. in my brain to be like, how do I want to look at this a victim thing or do I want to try exactly. and just live my life again and take control, take control of my own life. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah, it's so, it, it can feel like it's much easier to play the victim sometimes, I think, and sure. then blame something else, <laughs> have someone to blame. But at the end of the day, we are all responsible for how we deal with life. No matter what happens, yeah. stuff's always going to happen to us, but it's up to us how we react. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you reacted with music because that's <laughs> what I did and I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> me, me too. Honestly, it's so weird thinking about it. I'm like, if I didn't get I was always obsessed with music my whole life. Like I said, it started even younger than that, but I still yeah. wonder if that hadn't happened, like would I have made it my career? I don't know. Would I have taken the 
the time like I did to really want to write songs and be to be like isolated enough to do that and have the discipline yeah. to do that. Like, I don't know. Maybe I would have been distracted by a million other things. Like Sounds just, like you probably would have been an entertainer either way. Yeah. <laughs> the entertainer bug and the social bug. And yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely like that too. I love it. Yeah. So was like you said that you started calling yourself a songwriter at 11. Was that the moment when you realized that's what you wanted to be or did that kind of come a bit later? So I remember in like third grade, like writing or like my teacher had asked us like, what I wanted to be. And I drew a picture of Britney Spears, like this like girl with a set on. <laughs> so I always knew that I wanted to sing, but at the same time, I still, there was other things. Like I thought I wanted to be a doctor at one point. Like I love the human body. I think it's so fascinating. And I love that. I don't know, so there's other things that even just like I wanted to, be a novelist. I wanted to write books. I just loved anything creative and anything to do with writing. And yeah, but when I was, when I became a songwriter at 11, I've done quotes because it's just so funny. But I think that like when people started hearing my songs, like when I finally, when I got a Facebook page and I think that was like eighth grade, I started posting videos of me singing and then videos of my songs and then going to school and people would be like, oh, I really liked your song. Are you going to record it? Or I I related to it. That's when it really hit me. Okay. Wow. I must not be bad. Like you got validation. Of, That's yeah. Good. It was like one of those things where it's like, I was really just like doing it for me because therapeutic for me, but it was so cool to be able yeah. to go to, to school and have people come up to me and be like, wow, I really like, I loved your song. It made me feel something. I was the cool thing. So I think at that point, that's when I was like, hold on <laughs> like, this is something yeah. I need to keep doing I'm for sharing it because I remember I was writing songs when I was in high school and I was way too shy yeah like, it was like my sinful secret side of me that mm-hmm. like no one knew about yeah I, I was you. petrified of someone knowing about it <laughs> that's so funny I feel like I was really scared of performing them live at the time like I would yeah play, and I was like such a bedroom singer and it's funny because I was a cheerleader so it really got me out there like performing and getting used to <laughs> in front of people when I would do the talent show like once a year but I always say to people like I was not the kid who was like singing at state fairs or yeah. things like that Some kids do that yeah that wasn't me I was such like a bedroom singer songwriter um mm. Yeah. That's me too. That's still what I do, but I've gotten over my fear of singing in public now. Oh, yeah, I know. I love it. Feels (laughs) good. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, that's amazing. I I was always going to be the doctor. I actually went and did the medical science degree because I love the human body as well. It must be creative. You know what I mean? I feel like it is a little bit. Maybe. I think it's like that wanting to understand the need for connection with other people and trying to understand. And I think if I had have known what psychology was, I probably would have done a psychology degree. It just wasn't totally. a thing that I understood as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't in my realm of understanding. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the human body fascinates me and the, the way it does what it does. Totally. I don't know if we'll ever fully understand it, but it is incredible. And we have yeah. to have a bit of trust in yeah. our bodies. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's so cool. So, yeah. What are you doing with now? You said that you your main goal is to connect people with your music. How do you do that? What do you yeah. – is there like a theme that you put through your music that everyone would pick sure. up on and be like, yes, this is a Chloe Caroline song because? I feel like for me it's all about being very honest and candid with my lyrics. I use them and a lot of people do, you know, to tell stories. I, whether it's my stories or somebody else's, a lot of times it is my own stories. I try to pick up ideas from everything around me, really. But whether it's that and just being really bold in what I'm saying and having really removing the ego (laughs) from it, I think that is part of it. And I think a lot of just like 
my vibe as a person and through whatever, even like the production in some of my material or my material in general is it's got this kind of feel good thing to it. It, I hope that it makes people feel like lit up inside, even if it's a sad song, there's just something about it that kind of has this light to it and uh, this feel good thing and hope and Mm. yeah, exactly about overcoming or whatever it is. And then within the production side of things, I really try to use this mix of like real and synthetic. So you've got this like backbone of like real instruments somewhere in there when this like truth, this authenticity in combination with this, what's going on now in the pop world. Um, And yeah, a little nostalgic, like paying attention, (laughs) paying homage to the past, all the things that I grew up listening to, all the artists I grew up listening to that had this just realness to what they were saying and just what they were doing musically. And so having that mixed in with regular pop, I think is just a really cool combo and makes it a little different. That's awesome. Thank you. So let's talk about co-writing then, because I'm imagining being in Nashville, you've done a fair bit of it. Oh, yes. (laughs) Lots of What do you do to prepare for a co-write? What do you take to a co-write? What's your advice during a co-write? So for me, every obviously it depends who I'm working with. Is there a producer in the room? Is there not a producer in the room? Is it that sort of situation? Mm-hmm. Am I with somebody who is a far better guitar player, <laughs> piano player than me? That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but I usually come into a session, especially if I am the artist on the song, I usually come in with some sort of either lyric idea title sometimes a full chorus is already written it kind of just depends or sometimes I like going in and completely starting from scratch with with somebody and just vibing out (laughs) for a little bit but I would say like for the most part I start with a concept I think that Mm. always helps me build like a framework for for what the song's gonna be and I'm super intentional with my lyrics (laughs) I'm like a lyric Um, but yeah um, usually start there and I don't know sometimes I feel like even when I do have the concept though the melody is just as important to me so I'll like start messing with the melody and then putting the lyrics in there (laughs) rather than the other way around I feel like if I start with the lyrics sometime Sometimes it pigeonholes us where we can go melodically. And then when I'm writing by myself, it's a completely different experience. Everything comes at once. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just sit there at the piano and just start like making up stuff. And I'll be like, oh, that's a cool lyric. Oh, wait, sparked this idea. And yeah, I don't know. It's a different type of freedom that comes with singing and writing by yourself. Totally. Totally. I'm really like grateful though because I have friends that didn't really write by themselves when they started which is really interesting to me like they just started for writing and I'm really Mm -hmm. glad that I spent so many years writing by myself because it made me very strong at both melody and lyrics (laughs) because you have to be (laughs) yeah Yeah. and some people are better at things and others and that's okay I think that's what I love about co-writing is that you get to utilize other people's strengths you do still I think knowing what you're good at and what you love and Mm -hmm. spending time in that before going into a co-write is also really important having confidence in yourself yeah yeah I love writing with other lyricists that are like even better than me or that's just their thing it really is so nice because it makes you not overthink so much (laughs) yeah it's just a different perspective isn't it another another person's life experiences and so another person's Mm -hmm. idea of the way and I like yeah I think it for me it helps 
when I curve, I have, I think the biggest insecurity thing I have when I'm writing by myself, mm-hmm. is this going to make sense to anyone else or am I just really weird? Sure, I have sure. those thoughts. Whereas when it's in a co-write, it's okay, these other people get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So great. Let's yeah. Keep it and then move right. on. I totally get that. And I think too, for the longest time, I was writing so much. I was doing like two a day sessions with other mm. people. And so then when quarantine hit, all of a sudden <clears throat> I was alone and having to write alone again. And I'm very thankful for that though, because you get so reliant on other people's validation in the room. And and so I forgot what it was like to just write and not overthink or not just be able to flow and whether it turned into a full song or not, just be able to sit down and let it rip. Yeah. I forgot how to do that for a while. I started second mm. guessing everything I was writing when I would sit down. <laughs> That's normal. I think yeah. it's just a part of like the journey of getting to know yourself, which I? I, for me, I do like on a regular basis every now and then. Mm-hmm. I think I know myself and then I start yeah. to doubt things and I'm like, oh, I've got to get to know myself in a new way now because oh, yeah. it's changed. You know? I, I think just... you're always, you're sp- I think you spend your whole life trying to get to know yourself. I think you yeah. obviously reach a point where you feel pretty self-assured in who you are, mm. what you want. But I do think you're constantly learning as life throws different challenges and opportunities. Yeah. You know how like everyone loves to say the buzzword of be yourself. Like, yeah. That's such a buzzword at the moment, which is, it, it is good advice mm-hmm. but for me. And I'm like, but who I was yesterday is probably not who I'm going to be tomorrow. So being yourself, especially when you're trying to brand yourself as an artist, can be really hard because, oh, yeah. It, yeah and, and especially when, for example, I have an EP coming out next week, which is really really exciting but the songs I wrote from two years ago or five years ago some of them they're really old songs and so the authentic person that I was when I wrote those songs is not who I am now so it's like trying to find a new way or not even a new way just an authentic way to deliver what I think is still an important message Mm -hmm. but be able to deliver it from a new perspective yeah. I, oh, man, you're just describing this, just the, the hardest part about being an artist. It's like every song you write to, you're like, this is, I got to release this one now. And then it's just like the, the hardest thing is you're constantly looking inward and writing. Yeah. And so it's, everything is old to you at some point. Oh, I but I do think we're just, as humans, we are, we are limitless. So we're always going to keep growing yeah. and changing. But I think when we come from a place of I, I think when we know at least the framework of who we are and what we want to contribute yeah. to the world, what is important to us, who are mm-hmm. just those very basic things. Like for me, like I said, it's being able to be a light for others. It's being able to connect people like so nobody feels alone. Like those are two really big things for me. And, and also just yeah. like living your truth, being authentic. Those three things I feel like make up who I am. And so I'm going to keep growing and changing. But if I keep looking yeah. back at those, like constantly being able to return to myself, <laughs> yeah. you know, that foundation and do everything from those three things, I, you keep yourself in check too <laughs> at the same time. And that's, yeah, that's all we can ever do is keep growing and learning and learn from our mistakes. But you can't totally. learn from your mistakes if you don't admit that you've made them. Anyway, let's preach it. Let's go with this one. What is the best advice that you've ever been given? By someone Ooh, else. The best advice. Ah oh, man, I would say probably. Gosh, that's so tough. I, once again, I think it's got to be like 
something about living your your truth, your authentic truth and not being yeah. afraid to do that. Because if it doesn't start with you and who you are as a person, like it all starts with you. It starts and ends with yeah. you as a person. So if you're just like living a life that isn't authentic to you or you have mm. kind of lost who you are, which is also, it happens from time to time. Like it makes yeah. it very difficult to be fulfilled in the present moment <laughs> and be yeah. happy and to continue growing and to reach your goals because it's not coming from a place of truth. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it it is true and it can be a hard thing because I think in the especially in the music industry mm-hmm. we can sometimes look at what is popular mm-hmm. and think oh that's what the world wants me to be they want yeah. me to be Taylor Swift they want me to be right. someone else who they already love and if I just be that then maybe they'll love me too but that's not being true to who you are and actually yeah. everyone is deserving of love but we want to see you for yeah. who you are and totally and That's I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's overwhelming too sometimes for people like we were just talking about. It's we're always growing and changing. You don't want to put yourself in a mm. box. You're like, how do I describe who I am to somebody in three words? That's so hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very difficult. And to I don't know, remove yourself from yourself for a second to be able to do that is, is really hard. And I don't know if you yeah. necessarily even have to do that, but I think when you start paying attention to just what makes you feel good as a person and what makes you feel like you're thriving. I don't know. I think you've discovered who you are within that, if that makes any sense. Like for me, it it feels good when I get to write a lyric that helps other people. And it helps me too, because I got to process whatever emotion I was going through at the time. So it's like, for me, okay, that's a little signal at who I am there. That says a lot. Even with that. I love it. That's really good. (laughs) <laughs> if you if you could go back and talk to yourself or say you met like an 11 year old who may be going through what you went through when you were 11 what advice would you give to that person I would say I would tell them probably to surround themselves with people that lift them up I think it's super mm-hmm. important I think your environment is just like such a huge impact on you and Obviously, if somebody is feeling alone, it can be hard to do that too, because you're like, sometimes you feel like you're the only person that understands you and that you're totally misunderstood. But once again, I think it's like surrounding yourself with people, with things that just, I don't know, put a smile on your face and you're never alone and um, just keep going to not give up because I think it's really easy to do that. And it's really easy to quit on yourself. We give a lot of people second chances we give people we give other things opportunity that we don't give ourselves and so i would say it's all about the grit and the ground it's just the truth to get to yeah. anything. you can do anything you set your mind to nothing i genuinely believe that
I said I wasn't nervous That my palms don't shake And my heart's not pounding But screw it, I can't stop the clock from ticking I feel one time me down from living Highs and low drag songs worth singing Just fall into the sea Ready, set, go I'm gonna just fall I'm feeling free But you gotta be proactive about it You gotta be brave Because it does you gotta take be brave to chase what you want um, mm-hmm. And to be you in a world that screams You're not good enough That's what the world advertises because if you're not good enough, then you'll buy their products to make you good enough. And that's how that psychology works. But Mm -hmm. to be brave enough to stand up and go, no, I am good enough just the way I am. And this is who I am. I'm a songwriter. Yeah, Yeah. no, (laughs) exactly. It takes courage. It takes huge courage. And yeah, it takes just flipping. Once again, it's all about perspective. It's are you going to choose to Mm. let something... Like you have a choice with everything, with every circumstance that like comes at you. Like you have a choice, like, how am I going to receive it? How am I going to, what am I going to do with this information here? Am I going to let some negative comment completely throw me off or yeah. not? And, and not to say that you're not ever going to obviously have bad days or you can't be hurt mm. by somebody saying something mean to you. But it's like, at some point, you know, okay, yes, that hurt. Let's acknowledge that. But now yeah. what? <laughs> Are we yeah. going to let them stop us? No. And it's no. hard to do. It's very brave. It's very brave. Yeah. You've got to be very strong. But stop being. You said about being around people that lift you up because I think mm-hmm. being a songwriter is a particular type of personality mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. not everyone gets. And yeah. I definitely felt very isolated as a, as a songwriter, mainly because I hadn't told anyone else I was a songwriter. But <laughs> like that's not going to help. Yeah, I've been know. hiding. <laughs> I finally came out of the closet as a songwriter and uh, (laughs) I'm out loud and proud now. But it's only been since connecting with other songwriters like yourself through Mm -hmm. this podcast and through going to open mics and things. I'm like, I'm finally feeling at home with people and complete strangers, but people that have similar passions and loves and something in common with me. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden there's this instant rapport. I'm like, oh, you get me. I get you. This is fantastic. Whereas I think most of my life, because I was trying to be something I wasn't and I was afraid, Mm -hmm. I wasn't meeting people that had similar interests to me. Sure. And so I did. I felt really weird. I felt crazy. I felt isolated and alone and... Mm -hmm. Then yeah. that just leads to a whole nother level of problems. So totally. yeah, it's catch 22, isn't it? It, it really, yeah. I mean, it's so, yeah, it's just, it's so important to do that. And I think so, so often we forget that. I don't know, like we will, we'll do something and it doesn't feel good yet. We'll keep doing it or we'll be around somebody that mm. hurts us. And yet we keep coming back. And I, it totally makes sense psychologically a lot of times. So like maybe we're addicted happens, to the pain. We, but it's at the end of the day, it's a lot simpler than I think we make it. If somebody is a jerk to us, why are we still trying to be their friend? Why would you want to be somebody's yeah. friend that doesn't want to be your friend? Why would you? Yeah. It's just, it really is that simple, even though we like to complicate it. And so it's, yeah, yeah and surround yourself with people that make you want to be a better person too, that inspire you. Yeah. It's so key. I like to think that everyone who comes into my life is there for a reason, to teach me something or to provide something and me to them. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes people come in for a moment, other times yeah. people come in for a season and other times they come in forever. And each time 
because I'm a really loyal person. I really struggled with the moment friends, like the ones because oh, yeah, I would just dive in and give them everything once I feel like we're friends and like I won't give up on someone. <laughs> I'm a really challenging person to ghost, just so you know. No, I, I, like, am, I yeah. totally get that. <laughs> yeah, and I, it, it takes time. Like it, it, it's I've had to learn to reflect on myself. It's like, okay, this friendship's clearly over. What was it? that I needed to get out of this and maybe it was something that I just needed to give to them mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And I think that can be a healthy way to look at it because I used to beat myself up for years after. If a friend stopped talking to me or something, I'd be like, what have I done? Why do you yeah. hate me? It's just you, sometimes the birds get the seeds and you don't know what happens to it. you just got to move on. Oh, my gosh. And you got to stop trying to for- – I, I feel like I'm very similar or was for like the longest time where it's mm-hmm. I would just try to – I would be the one reaching out to friends, trying to keep the friendship, trying to keep it going. And obviously there's some of that right. that really needs yeah. to happen. But then like at a certain point, it's okay – I've cut, I keep putting in the effort. It's not being reciprocated. You start taking it very personally. And I think at the end of the day, like one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever been given was that like, usually you just don't take anything personal. Like it probably is. Don't, yeah. And (laughs) it's like, once again, like clearly they don't want to, they don't want to be your friend, not necessarily because they don't like you. Maybe they just have a lot going on there, whatever it is back around. And you feel like you want to give them another chance go for it. If not, then don't, you'll know, listen to yourself. Actually there, but you can't like force something. And I definitely, you try to figure it out. You want to understand, like, why doesn't this person want to be my friend? Why don't they love me? You know, (laughs) I said, I'm an awesome person. I'm a great friend. Like, what? And it's like, you are. So, like, just then the right people are going to be your friends. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 so hard. The the rejection or looking at it like rejection rather than just being like, you know what? I've done what I could, so I'm going to step back right now. But if you remember about, oh, someone told me it's most people, like 99% of people are self-obsessed, especially in today's society. So if you yeah. think about it that way, everyone's mostly thinking about themselves. Right. Then how could it be personal ever? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it usually is most of the time it's to, something to do with them and nothing to do with you. And at least that, that's just what I think. I will obviously ask myself the questions like, have I done something to offend them by accident? Yeah. Because I... Right have a loud mouth and sometimes I say the wrong thing. So I do want to make sure that I haven't upset someone because if there is some way I could make something right, I will. Sure. But if it's, if I look at it and go, I really don't think, and if there is something that I've done, I would really prefer it if someone told me, but that doesn't always happen. And you just can't waste time and energy holding on to it. So. No, I think the thing is you can sit there and obsess over yeah. why somebody isn't contacting you or why yeah. something ended or blah, 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 and like just drive yourself crazy and it just it's not Mm. serve it doesn't serve you at all like it's not going to make them give you a response or say what you want to hear it's and most of the time especially with ghosting and in our culture now usually again it has nothing to do with you and if, if it does it's usually because they don't want to close the door either way so yeah. they're just gonna let it stay open until they have to confront the situation or until they choose yeah. to confront the situation and then at that point it's really up to you whether you want to let them walk in that door again but that's well, we usually learn, don't we? what it is yeah <laughs> yeah we're learning if you could co-write with anyone in the world dead or alive mm-hmm. who would you want to write with man that's so unfair because there's a lot but oh shoot okay can we do like past and present or something oh <laughs> like, uh, yeah sure okay Let's go. so do past and for present. the past stevie nicks mm. for sure and or dolly parton <laughs> 
both oh, incredible okay. songstresses. She's still alive there. So. Yeah, they're both still alive. Could, they're both still could happen. They are thriving. Yeah, probably both of them. Just because like they really influenced, I don't know, everything for me. They're just so such powerful women and just such yeah. creatives. It's so cool. Both individual people, individual individualists too. Yes. Um, very independent and um, very strong. Very strong, which I love. And yeah. And then present, I would say right now, I would love to write a song with Harry Styles. <laughs> I'm ah. like obsessed with his new record. Hello. And I think. Do you think you could actually write a song with him if you were alone in a room with him? I would love to. I think I would, I would try, <laughs> but I would just feel like I'd be staring at the dimples. Maybe that could be your song together, staring exactly. at the dimples. Staring at the dimples. I would just be like, okay, let's screw it. Let's just sing together. Let's That's just it. sing until we're madly in love. Is that yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, he's great. Oh, so funny. <laughs> See him as a little boy. I don't. No. I don't know if I'll ever get over that. Really? But anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Same as Justin Bieber though. Like I still yeah. see him as a little boy. It's really oh, hard to yeah. get yeah. past that imagery. That's so funny. Yeah, I feel like with Harry's stuff, I recently it was like I guess like a year ago when he put out the newest record that I yeah. just like a huge fan. I just think he's way ahead of the the time and I don't know, he's just doing something cool, which I love. <laughs> Cool. Let's let's do something new and cool. And yeah. Harry Styles, Chloe, and Caroline would write with you. Yeah, the universe. I'm really cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's going to get that from this podcast, but <laughs> you never know. You never know. I can hear I the giddy little girl in you's come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just like smiling. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's gold. I love it. All right. Tell me about your new single that's coming out and what's going on for you this year. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I've been working on new music for, for quite some time now, but I have a single called Ready that is coming out and, or maybe it will be out by this time, April 2nd. Yep. And it is a song about really my, <clears throat> well, inspired by my journey of surrender mm. and also going within and really discovering who I was and it was a process but somebody had told me that I wasn't ready at this was about this was like May 2019 and this was like a producer wow. somebody I very respected very highly respected and that was really difficult for me to process because I was who are you to tell me I'm not ready and, and at that time I was doing everything that I should have been doing. Well, I was doing everything yeah. he had even asked of me. And so it was just very confusing. I was like, we don't know. I am ready. I don't know why you're saying Did you tell that. You what? I, Did you tell well, you? Not really, to be honest. It was just, you're not ready. And I was sitting there like, this doesn't make any sense. Like I literally am doing everything that he asked me to do. Everything I'm supposed to be doing. I'm having these little wins that most people would cut their right arm off to have. It makes sense. What do you mean by that? And that's though when I woke up in a sense, because I realized I was like, no, I, I am ready. The problem here is that I've been playing it like very safe in a way. And I didn't really realize uh, that, I guess at the time it was yeah. because I, cause I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing. 
but I wasn't necessarily, I was like, if he's not seeing that, I don't know why he's not seeing that, but that's besides the point. Clearly I think even bigger, clearly I need to take even bigger action. And I was sitting there writing every day. I was recording, playing shows. I was working out, eating healthy. I had a friend circle. I was like yeah. doing all, trying to maintain a relationship that was like falling apart. Yeah. I was trying to do like everything, but I was doing yeah. it in a way that was like, I was just so burnt out. I was trying to keep everything just at like arm's length where I could control control it. I could control it because I was afraid if I did one thing that was like more extreme in the, you know, next level that it would set everything else off. And Mm. so when he told me that I was determined to prove him wrong. And at the time I just thought it had to do with my career. And then I realized later on that it was much bigger than just my career, this situation. And so I decided the first step of that was, was going to LA and moving back to LA and still basing myself between the two places, but letting that be a little bit more of a base and just a change of scenery. I really felt like claustrophobic and I just wasn't letting myself explore what that would be like because I was so afraid if I left this foundation that I had built in Nashville that mm. it just everything would fall apart, that all this progress that I had been making that would just stop. And I'd be like starting over and blah, blah, blah. And what if it didn't work and whatever. And I had mm. to just throw that out the window and let go with the idea that maybe it would fail or maybe it would lead to like bigger things. And I just didn't know, but I just knew that I had some, something needed to change and I was stuck. I felt like I'd been stuck and I was trying to get myself unstuck. So that yeah. was the first step of that. And then it led to once again, other things and things did come apart. Some things did come apart. Some things were very painful that I went through, but at the same time, and then you had COVID on top of that. It was just like yeah. one thing after, after the other, but it yeah. became this whole journey of really like self-discovery and just learning how to let go. And the song was written at the beginning of this experience, but it's fun looking back like a year or more than a year later and, and just seeing how the journey like has progressed. I didn't even know it at the time when I was writing ready. I just, I I knew it was something I had to do. I knew I had to surrender and let go and stop trying to control everything, but I I didn't know what was going to happen. I still don't, obviously don't know, but I've just seen how it's played out so far. It has been such a great decision <laughs> for me to yeah. just do that. And it's, and I've learned how to be at peace with the present moment. And I wasn't, I was so, I was distracting myself with so many other things because I was like, I don't know. I didn't want to acknowledge why I wasn't fully, you know, satisfied with the current reality. Cause for me, I was just always looking ahead. It was like, what's next? Like I could see this big picture thing for my life. What's next? The potential of so many things. And I thought I was like, oh, I can get that, but it'll happen later. I'll be happier later. And I also wasn't necessarily unhappy. I was like, it could be one of those people. I'm very like a half or cup full type of person. So it was like, no, let me just appreciate and be grateful for what I have, which is true. You should be. But at the same time, like I wasn't living for the now all my decisions were based off of like the future and so I really just had to shift my perspective I live really is it yeah no it's it was just so difficult and I needed to learn how to find peace Mm. obviously within but peace within just 
the present moment. <laughs> and yeah, that would be very, oh my gosh, that is so difficult. Yeah. But, but yeah, that was like the biggest lesson there. And this song kind of is a great, a great theme for that whole experience being ready and, and not letting other people tell you're not ready. And also just yeah. realizing that you're totally free if you choose to be like we were talking about earlier if you just want to do something like why are you waiting like we have this life like freaking go for it do what you want and especially yeah and it's especially present for what's going on now it's we're about to head into this like post-covid world there's a lot of things that people have been wanting to do or maybe they've found a newfound perspective on and and i'm hoping that it just encourages people to get out there and and to let go and see what happens (laughs) i love it i love that you're proving that producer wrong by, yeah. by releasing this song because um, yeah. I do that too. I don't like people telling me what I can't do. But at the oh, same yeah. time, I think I those people that maybe project their own fears and insecurity onto mm-hmm. us visionary yeah. people who are creative right. and we have these ideas of what we're going to achieve and what we are going to do, mm-hmm. sometimes other people can't see it. You know, yeah. they, We have to show them. They can't see it the way we see it before it's actually happened. We just have to show those people. And for me, I'm a big believer that like, that's how I deal with that. I don't take it as negativity anymore. And I'm like, that's okay. You just can't see it. And you're not meant to be a part of the journey to get there, but you'll see it when we get there and and you can just enjoy it like everyone else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. For me, I'm someone too that like sometimes has to be thrown in the deep end to prove it to myself. You know what I mean? And that's what I had to do is throw myself this time like in the deep end and um, and be like, okay, watch me swim. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And and so it's been quite a ride. I love it. I think it's amazing. And I have that two songs where it's don't tell me what to do and how to do it or what I need, Mm -hmm. what I need. And I'll get there. Yeah. It's just, um, it's not for somebody else to say. I really, yeah, it really is. And then also what does being ready even mean at the same time? It's like when something when some sort of mass success, if we're talking about a career or whatever, comes mm. at you, I don't think it, I don't think you're ever fully ready. I don't even know yeah. if that's the word. Yeah. You just, you have to, once again, let it go. Let your expectations go and just write it out. Do it. <laughs> Same with like a relationship. Like, I don't know if you're, for like the love of your life to come in, like you could like, yeah. are you ever like ready? I feel like it just hits you in the face. I wasn't ready. But, no. You know what I mean? It's one of those things and just, you're like there with, here we are. Uh, let's see what um, happens. Yeah. Like, I'm married with three children and I was never uh, going to get married or have children. Yeah. And I, was, I, don't, I still don't think I'm ready and I have an eight-year-old. Yeah. But So, yeah, I'm totally living that. I'm just doing it. I don't yeah. think I'm ready to be a mum, but I have been for eight yeah. years now. So. <laughs> Like, just three of them. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to be your mom yet. <laughs> but I'm gonna be. <laughs> but no, I don't. Especially when it comes to parenting, no one's ever ready. There's no real handbook because people are so unique, and your children are going to be just yeah. as unique and imperfect. But that is perfect, right? Oh, like, like just it's like one of those things. It's like there is no rule. Like imagine if like you knew yeah. the day you were going to meet the love of your life, how much pressure that would be. To sit there and be like, am I ready for, am I prepared for this person? Like, that's not how it works. And if it was, yeah. like, it just wouldn't be natural. It wouldn't Weird. be coming from like, <laughs> honestly, yeah, it, no, yeah. it's all about freaking journey <laughs> yeah that's exactly right it's all about the journey and you just got to learn to love yourself and be ready no matter where you are and my great auntie gave me some great advice once and she just said to learn to love everyone mm-hmm. wherever they're at in their own journey and we yeah. are always at different parts of our own journey yeah. sometimes when we meet people who are on different parts of their journey sure. and 
all of it's beautiful. Yeah. All of it's beautiful. doesn't matter who they are or where they're at. It's just where they're at right now and that's yeah. part of humanity and we've got to learn to love each other and have compassion for each other for yeah. where each other are at. It yeah. takes time but yeah yeah absolutely in ourselves that's just we are like a human form of love like we are like <laughs> yeah. each person is and for the moment that we realize that I feel like it's such a shift in how we start behaving <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. yeah I just feel Someone... like the moment that you do that and you realize that everything that you and you want you already have yeah. it's, it's such yeah. a powerful thing because then you can do so much fearlessly because you don't feel a sense of lack it's not coming from a place of lack it's oh I already have like right now just where I'm at sitting on my kitchen floor right now like I have everything (laughs) that I really need within myself so therefore it's not as big of a deal to go and risk whatever over here because I know that if I lose it at the end of the day I'm okay like (laughs) you've clearly done some healing and some good internal work like (laughs) someone on another podcast said to me the other day hurt people yep and I thought, I've been thinking about it and it's, it's so true. And the only way that we can have any control over what how that changes is by healing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if we heal ourselves so that we're not hurt anymore, yeah. then at least our, like the only people we have control over is ourselves. Then yeah. at least then if I heal myself, then I'm less likely to hurt other people mm-hmm. and, and start spreading more love rather than pain and hurt. In, but yeah. that's an individual choice everyone has to it, make. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's also this thing about people thinking that they can't, I don't know, in order to get from like A to B, they have to be fully healed. There's that, oh my gosh, I'm going to halt my life. I can't, yeah, until I'm fully healed. That's not necessarily true. We're always mm-hmm. healing. We're always working and working on ourselves but you're only like trying to say oh i can only have b if i finish a first for example yeah, like, yeah. that's just trying to gain a sense of control rather than sitting there and working on yourself at the same time as letting the rest of the universe take care I of know so many couples doing. that do that you, you hear people like i want to have a secure job and we want to have a house and we want to yeah. you know, have a certain amount of money behind us before we have a child mm-hmm. <laughs> and for me i was 24 it was an unexpected pregnancy and I wasn't even married it was like this whole thing blew up and so when I hear people do planning and they're like they're going to be 35 by the time they have their first child because they want to have a house and security like in my head I'm like it's not going to make you any more prepared trust me no No, that's the thing (laughs) trying to control it just doesn't work but. Yeah, I know. For me, honestly, it gives me more anxiety when people have 15 year plans all written out. I'm like, no, no, my life is not a game board. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. My life is not a game board. I have to finish up. Yeah. Now, so we move on to the next thing. But is there anything else you would like to share before we finish up? Man, I just would appreciate you guys listening to the song and trying to yeah. spread the message to other people. I think that it's something that people really need right now. I think it's going to take a lot of courage and bravery to get back into the normal thing. (laughs) Whatever normal looks like. uh, Yeah. I'll put all of your socials and music and Spotify links into the description of this podcast. And I will also have a blog on the website so people can go there and read up about you and get in contact with you and follow you however they would like to do that. But yeah, thank you so much for jumping on and sharing with me. I really enjoyed chatting with you. I feel like you're a bit of a soul sister. So oh, um, we'll have to do a co-write on the beach sometime. That would Let's be like, that's it. my ideal place to co-write. Oh my gosh, I'm so down. I need to get my butt over to Australia, really. <laughs> we have some of the best beaches in the world, so I don't 
know if you come here, you may never leave. I'm just uh, saying. I'm heard. I'm heard. <laughs> I'm, I'm down to, to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, you may have to try it to work it out. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for um, your time. And I can't wait to share this and really wishing you all the best with your single. We're going to help you out as much as we can. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for joining our songwriter Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guest, please go to the website songwritertrists.com. Play it all.